Welcome to our podcast. We're excited to have you along for this journey. My name is Ann Madison, and I'm the Executive Director of Peace Restored. I'll be your host as we discuss mental health and faith in our podcast, Seeking Healing, Finding Hope, which is a production of Peace Restored, a 501c3 nonprofit located in Indiana and serving women everywhere. Today, I have Becca Gilmore joining us in our studio to continue our conversation on boundaries. Becca is on staff with us here at Peace Restored on our care team. Becca provides one-on-one care and is, our, and is one of our group facilitators. She's currently attending Liberty University pursuing her degree in counseling. Welcome, Becca. Thank you. Yeah. Becca, would you like to give a recap of um, what, what we've discussed so far or in the last episode of our boundaries? Sure, yeah. So the last episode, if I remember correctly, uh, we talked about boundaries with your spouse um, and taking responsibility for your mm-hmm. feelings. Uh, clarifying desires with your spouse, limits on what you can give versus what you can't. Um, we talked about the applied laws of boundaries to marriage. We also discussed being um, being submissive and then ways to find resolution as well. Yeah. And then boundaries with your children was also a topic we discussed, uh, teaching your children a sense of responsibility, uh, boundary development, and then the boundary needs of children. Yeah, so all these discussions on boundaries are so important because boundaries don't just affect one part of our life, as we're going to learn today. Um, it affects every part of what we do. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything. <laughs> Sometime, and hopefully if um, our listeners have, been, have heard our previous podcast, they're learning that boundaries aren't, um, are often used incorrectly in our culture. And so hopefully they're learning new techniques and new ways of how to use boundaries and how to use them properly. Because if we don't use them correctly, then it becomes almost a stumbling block or a hurdle. And it even sometimes creates conflict when we use them improperly. Yeah, it can be painful to ourselves or to mm-hmm. others, creating yeah. that conflict. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've sat with people, and you may have too, where they'll say, well, I'm setting boundaries with that person. And in essence, what they're doing is setting a boundary. We've talked about this. They're setting a wall. Yeah, true. And so because they don't know how to do that well, um, it causes that conflict. Yeah, that's keeping the good out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but today we're going to be talking um, about boundaries specifically in the workplace. Um, This will be an interesting conversation because everybody here in this room, we all work in the same place together. (laughs) Um, And so hopefully um, there won't be any surprises to any of us. But but I think it's a good conversation for us to have and us to be authentic and vulnerable about because um, there's always going to be things where we need to wrestle through um, Mm -hmm. as... Um, employer, employee, um, co-workers, whatever it may be, we need to wrestle through those things to set those good and healthy boundaries because we all have limits. Yeah. And we'll always have a job, right? For yeah. For the majority of our life. And mm-hmm. so this is uh, definitely a relevant topic to talk about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yep. And I would even say for those of you who aren't in a traditional job, maybe you're volunteering at a place, mm-hmm. that's also a workplace. Yeah. And so um, make sure you kind of broaden that expectation in your head or that idea in your head of what, where would this fit within my dynamic? So if you're listening and you're like, man, I don't have a, a job I go to Monday through Friday or whatever, and I don't report to an employer, but maybe you volunteer regularly someplace, these will be same parameters. for Some of the same things would fit for what you're doing in the volunteer world. Even if you're a stay-at-home parent, I think mm-hmm. there's still those conflicts that can arise or just discussing what you do with your spouse at mm-hmm. certain times of the day, yeah. I can still see that being relevant as well. Yeah. So 
hopefully you can hear yourself in this discussion today for listening. And as always, if you find this interesting, please um, share this podcast with those who might want to know more or just share it on your social media page. But today we're going to start with the first part of the discussion on boundaries in the workplace is when we think about some of the problems that might arise in the workplace. Um, so Becca, why don't you give us some examples of that and we'll discuss this as we go along. Sure. So often um, there might be somebody that you could say gets saddled with another person's responsibilities. Mm. Um, over-responsible people who work with under-responsible people end mm-hmm. up bearing the consequences for their coworkers. Yes. Yeah. So they can feel like everything is theirs to do. Yeah. Right. Because they're so responsible. And when they see a gap, they just jump in. Yeah. Yeah. It can be hard yeah. to say no. Yeah. If somebody's asking you to do something for them, but it's not your responsibility, mm-hmm. you want to be liked in the work environment. Mm-hmm. You want to seem like, um, you're a team player, you know, mm-hmm. you want to get in there with the group. But if you do that too often, you can build a load that yeah. isn't yours to carry. Yeah. It makes me think of in the Boundaries book, in the very beginning, they have an example of a workplace yeah. um, scenario. Jerry, think, yeah. yeah. And she, you know, she was, had a lot of work thrust on her that wasn't hers. It wasn't her responsibility. Yeah. But she felt compelled that it was hers to carry. Yeah. And she was pretty stressed. Yeah. And then that birthed resentment Mm -hmm. and negative thoughts about that person. (laughs) Yeah. All of these other after effects. Right. Mm -hmm. And so being able to know what's yours and what's theirs is really important, even in the workplace. Um, So because like you said, it can create this place where you just, you really just don't want to go to work anymore. You're like, I do not, like when I got this job, I loved it. I enjoyed, this is my heart. I love doing this type of thing. But now because you're picking up so much of everybody else's stuff, you just are like, I don't enjoy going there anymore. You might even, like you said, have some resentment towards it. Yeah. And you just continually bail out your other coworkers of their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so they think that they can get away with that. And they just count on you to do their extra work. Mm-hmm. And so without setting that limit, they'll just keep doing it. Yeah. I think it's important for us to talk about how, especially if you're a believer, there's that ID, ideology, if you will, of, we're supposed to sacrifice and we're supposed to give and we're supposed to make sure we take care of others. And that is true. But there's that big but, right? But God really sets a very specific um, line there for us even, I think, in that we are supposed to care for others, but we're also supposed to allow other people to take their own responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's really important for us to think about because I think for those of us who are listening to this podcast, like I said, that are believers and they like, but but the Bible says I'm supposed to carry other people's burdens. I would encourage them, one, to get the boundaries book and go a little bit deeper on that. And two, really dig into what scripture is saying about that. What does it really mean to carry somebody else's burden? Mm-hmm. I think the boundaries book, and we think, I don't remember which podcast episode it was, but we also did an episode on this talking about the difference between burden and load. Mm-hmm. And so being able to differentiate that, I think, helps us to be able to say, what it really means um, to sacrifice and take care of others. Yeah, and yet you can tell the difference too by whether or not your giving is helping them in a positive way or a negative mm-hmm. way, if, mm-hmm. if it's making it worse for the person or better. Yeah. So what's some other problems that come up in the workplace that you know of? 
Oh, definitely working too much overtime. Yeah. That's definitely one. Um, it goes back to doing a favor for your mm. boss or whoever, your coworker, and you end up picking up extra hours yeah. um, or even going home and not being able to put your work away and mm-hmm. spend time with your family. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, that's important to know what your line is and what that work ability is, right? Yeah. So knowing that there has to be an end to our work. Yeah. Um, there can be clear lines of saying like, maybe every once in a while you are okay with working over. I think sometimes it might be helpful if you know that, okay, I'm going to be willing to work over or do extra to go ahead and define that before the scenario comes up. So if you know, okay, I know I have, and it might switch from week to week, maybe this week, you know, you have capacity to work an extra five hours or something like that. And making sure you know what that line is, especially if you know there's something that comes up often in the rhythm of your workplace. And that way, when the person comes to you, you can be like, yes or no, based on what you already decided. Yeah. And one of the problems, though, that does come up with that, those scenarios, is that you may be afraid to set those clear limits with your Mm -hmm. boss um, out of fear that you might lose your job. Yes. Yeah. And so that brings up a lot of conflict. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there can be that pressure, right? You better do this or. Yeah. And that, and. And to be honest, there might be people who listen who did have that scenario where they set a boundary with the boss and said, I won't do that. And they did lose a job. Yeah. So I think that could be really challenging to set that boundary. But I think um, as we wrestle through that, I think it's recognizing what's more important to you. Um, and it may, it may be hard and it may cause shifts and it may have to find a new place to work. But is it worth it? is what I would just encourage people to think about. Um, It is really hard, though. It's hard for us to think about um, setting boundaries at work and what we can do and what we can't do. Um, What are some ways that really can help us take some steps, if you will, to be able to know how to take responsibility and set those limits? Yeah. Uh, Well, one one step you can take is first deciding how much overtime you even want to Mm -hmm. work. what your, what your schedule even, what flexibility you have. Um, also to review your job description and mm-hmm. what that even means, what that looks like, what you applied for, what those details looked like when you first applied versus what you're doing now. Um, make a list, another one, make a list um, of the tasks that your boss wants done within the next month. Mm-hmm. And then... A hard one, I mean, <laughs> to make it the appointment with your boss to discuss the job overload and your mm. job description. For a lot of people, avoiding conflict is is very common. Yeah. And so that, that would be a hard one. Yeah. Um, but if they're going to be unreasonable with it and what you bring to the table and what you discuss with them in that meeting, you might need to look for a new job. Yeah. So I think those are really great points, thinking about how we need to make sure we have conversations, knowing what our limits are um, and what we can and can't do. Yeah. Um, Becca, would you mind sharing with everybody kind of we have between the two of us a real life example of this where you (laughs) um, we went through this just a few uh, it's just a few months back. right? Yeah, a few months ago, I was definitely feeling very overwhelmed um, being in school, having another day job, and working here as well, and I mm-hmm. became very overwhelmed. And so, I don't even know. 
I definitely came to you guys and wrestled through some things with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the verge of maybe trying to put some things aside and mm-hmm. lessen my hours with you either completely or just scale back a lot. And it was tough. Um, yeah. Definitely afraid of that conflict. Mm-hmm. But knowing that in the long run, you know, to make sure that I was healthy and yeah. doing what I could handle to the best of my ability, I knew I had to have that discussion with you. Mm-hmm. And so... It was very yeah. good. It was very hard, but yeah. the outcome was very good. Yeah. So. I appreciated that you came to me and me and um, Renee and we sat and talked, right? Yeah. And we had an open conversation of where you're at and what you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully from your side, it felt like you were heard yeah. and be able to have that conversation. I think we came to a good resolution. Yeah, Obviously, did. you're still here. Yeah. And so um, we were able to work through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think it's just so important for you know, employers and employees or coworkers again to be able to have those conversations. Say, like, look, this is just where I'm at to be truthful and authentic. Um, and it may not even be always um, a work dynamic issue. It may be outside things. And just people say, "Man, life's really stressful right now. I need to be able to just here or just there." Yeah. Um, because life life can be challenging. And I know that the way that you guys responded was with grace and patience understanding. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say in most, I'm not sure every job boss will, would respond that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that being said, if they respond poorly, is that a job that you can really flourish in? Yeah. Is that a job that you want to be in? That's going to feed your soul, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, it's important to be able to have, I, I think it's important to be able to have good rapport with the people you work with and work for and to be able to open, vulnerable dialogue. Yeah. And I appreciate that you were able to do that. And I think that's a really good example for our listeners as they're hearing this to saying, oh, I didn't know that was possible in a work dynamic to say, yeah. look, here's an example of how you can work it out and talk through those things. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. As we continue the conversation, what are some other um, problems that might come up in the workplace? Uh, well, misplaced priorities is mm-hmm. one. You have to realize how much time and energy you have to offer Mm. and being able to manage your jobs accordingly. Um, Sometimes you can get sidetracked by unimportant tasks, thinking that they're important when your boss might need you to be doing something over here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that can be really hard, especially if you work in an environment, such as we do here, where there's multiple things coming at us at one time. Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost like you got to be like, well, which one is the one that I need to focus on? And so that can be really a challenge depending on your work, how it flows. And even if it's not where you have a lot coming at you, sometimes it's just hard to know how to prioritize. So are there some conversations? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll just have those conversations like you were saying Mm -hmm. to just clarify. Yes. What are more, what are the most important things? What can we wait for a couple days yeah. versus th- weeks. Yeah. Do you think that's intimidating for somebody to ask those questions? I think so, because mm-hmm. I think we have the idea that we it looks like weakness to ask those questions, mm. and we might feel like it's expected for us to just get everything done, all yeah. of it in a timely manner, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, and realizing that that's not possible <laughs> Yeah, and being vulnerable and discussing that I yeah. think can be hard. but. Yeah. Be able to say, well, what can't, you know, what works within that parameters. Mm-hmm. So as we're thinking about the the priorities of what you need to do and not do, you know, it's continuing to reevaluate what do we want, what do we need to do in that workplace. B, 
be able to recognize well, what's important and not important. Because sometimes yeah. what feels important to us, like you said, may not be as important to the organization or the business that you work for. So it may feel urgent, like, oh my gosh, this is something that's super important to me. But then when you ask the good questions, you find out like, whoa, I can actually put that over here and I can reevaluate. So those are really good things for us to consider as we're in our work environment. Um, Because that workplace could be so overwhelming um, when you're trying to think of all the tasks that get done in a day. And then trying to figure out what needs to be done first, what takes priority. Yeah. Like, and sometimes there's a fear um, in people, like, if I don't get this done, X is going to happen, whatever that mm-hmm. X is for them. And so then it causes so much anxiety during the workday that it almost gets them stuck. So boundaries can also help with that anxiety flow. Uh, we always, we all want to be valued by our employer. Mm-hmm. Oh, And yes. so we want to, seem like we're doing a good job we want to do a good job Mm -hmm. another problem too i think is if you don't make a commitment to the amount of hours you can work Mm -hmm. you end up saying you think you have unlimited amount of hours Mm -hmm. and you end up saying yes to everything that you're asked and you find ways outside of your work hours then to get things done because you've already committed to it Mm -hmm. so i think it's really important to realize and make that commitment to yeah. how many hours you're actually able. How can you do? Yep. I think that's probably for myself as the boss. Um, <laughs> to I, I sometimes forget that. I, I know my time is limited, but I tend to, as everybody knows here, I'm very transparent about that. I'm, it's not something that's hidden, um, but it's it's hard for me personally to know when to turn the time off sometimes. I've gotten better with it over the years. Um, But I think it's because there's so much that I want to accomplish. And so I tend to say yes to a lot. But I think it's really healthy for us to know, okay, it's okay to turn off or it's okay to, um, whether you're an employee or the the boss or the employer, to be able to know how do I separate and give myself time and permission to be my other self, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, be with my family, be not my work self. And so be able to to have that space is important for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that we might, you know, another thing that we wanna talk about when we think about challenges in the workplace are sometimes our our coworkers, and some of our coworkers can be a little bit of a challenge. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so if you have that coworker who maybe, you've tried to go to and you've tried to give them advice or try to talk to them about a situation that you need them to maybe pivot and do things differently in and they can't hear you. Sometimes we have to step back and go, man, all I can do is work on myself and how I'm going to interact with this person or how I'm going to respond to them or limit my contact with them. So sometimes we can't change others. We can only change ourselves. Yeah. And that might be frustrating can be hard because we want them to respond properly mm-hmm. and respectfully mm-hmm. and be a team player with you. But if they don't, if they have a sour attitude or if they're mean to you or mean to other people, it can be hard. But yeah, you're right. You only have the power over yourself and how you respond. Mm-hmm. And if you can be encouraging to that person. Yeah. So yeah, because sometimes even if they do, if they are maybe the catalyst, if you will, that's causing the challenge, there's always something within ourself 
that we can usually adjust. Um, and sometimes that can feel unfair. Like they're the ones that's causing the conflict, if you will. But maybe there's something in yourself that you need to adjust or you need to look at a different way or there's just so many different things that you need to look at on yourself that you can control. Yeah. Um, because again, we can't control others. It's actually illegal to control others. <laughs> so we don't want to do that. Um, yeah. But um, we can control ourselves. Yeah. That always makes me think about how in scripture there's more um, verses on self-control. There's never verses on other control. True. You know, to say you should go out and control others. It yeah. always talks to us about how we have to have self-control. We need to think about our, you know, the way we behave, the way we think, the way we respond. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't recall any verses that say you need to go out and control everybody. Yeah, and that goes back to not letting your feelings control you. Mm-hmm. And let's say the person in the workplace just offends you every single day. Yeah, and you you get your feelings hurt. Yeah. And just you don't want to react based on those feelings. Yeah, that can be really hard. Yeah, and if you even go deeper, it can it challenges what you believe about yourself mm-hmm. and the workplace. And so yeah. to not let those harsh words from other coworkers determine your own self worth and value, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really hard because a lot of times those experiences are triggering something deeper within us. Yeah, and that's why it hurts so much. So that might mean you have you might have something you need to process through with somebody safe. Yeah. Say, man, this keeps happening over and over again when I'm around this person. Every time I'm with them, the same feeling comes up. And you need to work through and figure out why you're feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. So that way you can respond differently. Because if you don't know the why, often you can't correct how you're responding. Yeah. It makes it it makes it more challenging at least. So then another thing that we might think about in the workplace are attitudes. Yeah, there's lots of uh, stress involved in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Usually caused by those critical coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. So we've all probably been around people who are overcritical or um, critique, maybe, or maybe they're the people who come into the room that can always, when they come in the room, they're like tell you all the things that's going wrong in the world. Yeah. And that can be a little heavy. <laughs> Um, and maybe hard to be around or they're always telling you all the things that's wrong in the workplace yeah and you're just like there's also those coworkers that they're just going to point out to everybody anything that you're doing wrong or that they think you're messing up or yeah which yeah that that can can be very frustrating it can be you're just like (laughs) it makes you not want to go to work yeah like oh like all they do is tell me everything i do wrong like oh and it can it's hard because I've seen this in the workplace too. These people that are super critical of other people and just the world in general, other people almost try to overly please them because they're afraid of them making mm-hmm. them look bad. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it can be hard. You want you end up wanting to avoid that person out of fear of how they're going to make you appear to look. Yeah. Ooh, that's really good. So when we think about being on those people, are there things that we can do? When we think about people who are really critical around us? Well, it's hard to separate yourself fully from the person in the Mm -hmm. workplace. Right. But just like we were just talking about deciding how you respond, Mm -hmm. this kind of goes along with that, just trying to not engage and just focusing on yourself and doing what you can to the best of your ability. 
Yeah, I, I really like that, thinking about the not engaging part. Yeah. Because that's usually what gets us kind of down that rabbit trail, if you will, with the person is when um, we engage with them and start having conversation about the critical things that they're mentioning. Um, it can take us down that path, too. And that can be really difficult because we might end up almost buying into something that's not true or not correct. And so that's where that separation is saying, I'm just not going to engage. Like they can, I mean, if that's how they want to live their life is in the negative critical world. I mean, I guess that's their choice, but I'm going to separate from, even if it's a small separation, you might both be in the same, you know, 10 foot square space, but maybe one can be on one side of the room, one's on the other, but it's still a separation. I'm just not going to engage. And that doesn't mean that you're agreeing with their opinion of you. Right. It means you've seen how this person is. Mm -hmm. You're accepting that. You're allowing them to just be who they are and what they're doing. And you can internally disagree with their thoughts about you separate over here. Yep. And if somebody has concerns, hopefully, and it's a critical thing they're saying about you specifically, we would hope that that person would come to you and say, like if, you know, they'd say, Becca, is is this true? Whatever. And they'd have conversation. But that's where we have to maybe get get out of our own head, if you will, and just say, I can't fix everything. I just have to let it be. It's And people, if somebody's a hypercritical person, most people around them will recognize that it's just their nature. Exactly. And so letting it be and letting it lie, a lot of times that opinion will work itself out. So sometimes as well in the workplace, um, we may have conflict with authority. And that can be... Um, something that many of us might avoid because of the authority piece. Yeah. Yeah. You could have uh, unresolved hurt feelings from past events Mm -hmm. with other authority figures in your life, your parents, teachers, principals, whatever it may be. And so you attach any new authority to Mm -hmm. those experiences. We make that assumption, right? We go, oh, this is how it's happened in the past. This is what's going to happen now. It's going to be bad because it was bad before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or when this when person in authority uh, around me before, they always responded this way. So I know that's what every person in authority, that's how other people are going to respond to. Yeah. It can feel that way for sure. Very yeah. interesting to think because when this does happen, you, you end up acting out in the same way you did back in the past scenarios, mm-hmm. which then brings you into your new adult scenario as a child. Yeah. And so it's yeah. very... Yeah, that's really good. So it's that reliving that experience again. And then you become triggered and all the things come up. And you're like, what is happening? And so being able to recognize that transference is important. Yeah. Yeah. So we can also take responsibility for our our own, for the transference, right? And so Mm -hmm. what are some ways that we can take responsibility for that? Some ways (laughs) that you could take some responsibility for the transference Mm -hmm. would be to take some time away uh, to look inside to see if your disproportionate strong feelings seem familiar, mm-hmm. where they're coming from, and really dig into that. Just try to find some understanding of what you're experiencing. Yeah. It's probably be helpful if you ask yourself some good questions during that time as well, right? So do you have any examples of some good questions you can ask or think think through? Yeah, you could ask yourself, does this person remind me of somebody from the past? Did my mom or dad treat me like this? Mm-hmm. Um, do they have a similar or same personality as the past authority figures in my life? Yeah, those are good. I'm a believer. I'm a strong believer in asking yourself good questions. Yeah, 
Because when you do that, um, that's when you can really sit down and process through what's going on. And this would be a really good time where um, if you do journal, we've been talking about journaling and coping on the podcast as well, um, where you could sit and journal about these questions. So maybe you've been at work and you've had this experience of some transference of, of, you know, and so you're like, let me sit down and go through these questions and think through what, who do they remind me of? Yeah. Does it connect to one of my parents? Maybe you didn't have a, maybe you didn't have a positive experience with your parents growing up, or maybe there was just rough patches and it just reminds you of those rough times. Um, maybe there's somebody else in your life that it just really takes you back to, and it might take time to really think through that. It may not come up right away, but really sitting in that space and writing those questions out and thinking through that can really reveal a lot. I think it's important to find the source of why you feel so mm-hmm. uncomfortable with those authority figures. Yeah. Because as we have said over and over again, we are responsible for our feelings, not the other person. Yeah. And so because we're responsible for our own feelings, we have the responsibility to work through them, to process through them. Because if we don't process through them, work through them, then we're, we're not going to react well. Yeah. And you're looking at those people um, through your own distortions and your own unfinished business, your mm-hmm. own things that aren't resolved, your own past yeah. hurts. So that's not the real person that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's so good to make sure that we have a proper lens when we're looking at relationships. So then that takes us to the next point that we want to talk about today and boundaries with the workplace is sometimes we expect too much of work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So So, explain a little bit about that. Sure. This one's interesting. I've experienced this in past work um, environments. Mm -hmm. You end up, if you came from a place to maybe your family wasn't as close or there was something lacking, you end up looking at your coworkers and everybody in your organization Mm -hmm. as your family. Yes. And that ends up blurring boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that can feel like... um, Especially if it's not a safe environment to have that family connection. Mm -hmm. Because there are some um, workplaces where that does happen organically, where there's that family connection. But there's some, like you're saying, that it can be difficult because you're trying to get them to almost not just be a family dynamic, but to replace your family dynamic. Yeah. And you end up looking to other colleagues and people there for emotional support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're looking for them to provide you with something you didn't get from either your parents Mm -hmm. or past childhood relationships. Yeah. And so ultimately self-esteem, approval, that Mm -hmm. that genuine sense of relationship. Yeah. So that can be um, something where you're just expecting too much um, from your workplace and making sure you're able to differentiate between replacing Versus having a healthy dynamic in the workplace is important. So when we think about the workplace and what it can do for an employee, um, what are some ways that it can um, help an employee in the workplace? What are ways that we should expect an employee? Yeah, in a proper workplace environment or scenario, um, they should primarily be able to support the employee Mm-hmm. In a work-related way, it mm-hmm. should be to help her learn, him or her learn, uh, to improve in certain job skills, to get a job done efficiently, 
mm-hmm. things like that. Those would be supportive roles for them to play. Yeah. So when we think about um, conflict, when we're expecting too much from in, from a workplace, what are some of those, how does that conflict maybe sometimes appear or come up in that relationship? Well, the job that hires you ultimately is already expecting you to be functioning as an adult. Mm-hmm. But you that has some unresolved past pain and hurts, um, you're looking for your needs, your emotional needs to be mm-hmm. met that you mm-hmm. didn't get from your childhood. Yeah. And so you having a different expectation and them having one different, it's ultimately going to collide. And often you don't go into the job going, I'm going to go get this job so they'll meet my unmet needs from my childhood. No, not, I don't really know of anybody who does that. So we're not alluding to you're doing it intentional, but what happens is because it's unresolved, it's unhealed. There are things that you don't recognize about yourself. When you go into this job as an adult and if you have things that you need to work through, often they come up in this conflict of this is what I need versus mm-hmm. this is what I can get. Yeah. Um, because you're expecting, again, that job to replace something that's not meant to replace. Yeah, and it can't. Yeah, it doesn't. And, and again, we're not alluding to you can't have friends from your workplace. Mm-hmm. There can't be things that grow out of it. We're just saying that the job, the workplace job can't replace your family dynamic which are two different things. So we have to be careful to really keep our boundaries really strong um, in our workplace, and not just in our workplace, but in life in general. But in our, but since we're talking specifically, specifically about our workplace today, um, we need to make sure we are strong in keeping our those boundaries because when we don't, um, it really sets up that unintentional hurt, right? Yeah. It, it causes a lot of challenges in the workplace that, Sometimes we don't even see them. Yeah, you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. So being able to know, like, this is what I what work is for. And again, we're not saying you can't have friends at work. We're just saying you have to know what those limits and those boundaries are, especially when you're in that work environment. So another thing that kind of happens in a workplace is sometimes, I don't know if any of you do this, but maybe <laughs> possibly um, you take some of your work-related stress home. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, Becca, taking work stress home. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think everybody does that, right? Yeah. It can be hard because then it can create Mm. more conflicts and stress at home then. Yeah. Like you take (laughs) it home and I mean, there's the old uh, story we hear about like the, usually it's the dad, no offense to men out there, but usually in the, the scenarios, it's like the dad comes home, he's angry and he kicks the dog because he had a bad day at work. Yeah. And, you know, I just think, you know, about that, who the person who brings their work home or the or the parent who comes home and they've had a bad day. And the first thing to come in the doors is just screaming at their kids, yeah. you know, and it's not because their kids are being bad or doing something wrong necessarily. They might be doing something wrong, but it really maybe it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but they overreact yeah. because they brought home all that work stress. Yeah. They lose the amount of patience they mm-hmm. maybe would normally have. Yeah. Yeah. Because normally maybe they don't kick the dog and maybe they don't normally yell at their kids, right? Which hopefully neither. Um, But because they're carrying so much stress, they bring that in and conflict at home gets intense. Yeah. So So when we think about conflicts at work, when and how should they be dealt with? Yeah. So conflicts at work definitely should be dealt with and addressed so that they don't affect the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. 
Um, for example, finding out why a certain coworker is able to get to you and get under your skin. Yeah. Or why your boss is able to control you. Mm-hmm. Which can be which can be hard though to even realize if it's something going on. Mm-hmm. If if you think you have it under control, but then you go home and you lash out on your kids. Yeah. Yeah. It can be hard to know what you're able to handle and not. Mm-hmm. As I'm listening to this, one of the things I keep thinking about is I think it's important for us to think about when, when we feel these conflicts arise, our temptation, I think, as most people, is to avoid, to push it away, to pretend it's not there. But that's when it makes it a little bit more challenging, right? Because that's when it gets a little bit more intense. And so I would encourage you, if you're listening to this and this is where you're at, is to make sure you address that conflict as soon as you can. Yeah. While that might feel scary... Um, it's important because the longer you wait, usually the more difficult it becomes to talk about it. Yeah, and it builds builds mm-hmm. more pressure. The amount of your feelings getting hurt gets more intense. Yeah. Yeah, so it's important to make sure we address those um, concerns so we can work through them. Um, and you might need to maybe even take... Um, if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, maybe invite somebody that's safe into that environment where they can have that conversation about, you know, have the conversation about the conflict because having safe people around you is really important too. Mm -hmm. But I think as we continue to think through conflict and everything, I think we can all agree that most work is never over. Yeah. Your job's going to be there in the morning. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, we want to, there is definitely urgency to some things and Mm -hmm. deadlines to things, but unless you have a job that's time bound and, and that's, that does happen, but most jobs aren't time bound. They're not, they're not just for a specific period of time. And so that job is going to continue to be there. You're going to come back the next day and the work's going to be there. Um, All the things we tell ourselves, if I don't do this, then the world's going to fall apart, my world at work. Yeah. Usually it's not true. Yeah. So we have to be careful to give ourselves our own limits and make sure that we're not letting our jobs affect our personal world. And the same, and the vice versa, right? We don't want our personal affecting our jobs. Yeah. So knowing what's what and, and um, how to have those boundaries. And not to allow that. Even if you might have a project that is time sensitive, you make an mm-hmm. exception to do a little bit of extra work at home because it's for a short period of time. Yeah. But just to be very careful not to let that become a habit. Yeah. That's really good. I think the last thing that we're going to talk about today when we think about the workplace is maybe a place where some people sit um, when we think about work. Because sometimes we take a job because we need a job. It's not where we want to be. And so um, we can be in a place where we just really don't like what we do. And because we don't like what we do, it can cause some some challenges. Yeah. I think a lot of us will, would view our work as part of our identity. Mm-hmm. Everybody make there's so many different yeah. jobs out there that you can choose. And so what you end up choosing says something about yourself. Yeah. And so if you're not enjoying your job, I can only imagine what that's doing mm-hmm. and challenging you on your sense of self. Yeah. 
sense of value. Yeah, because sometimes we start out thinking, I'm going to go one path or do one thing. And then, like I said, life happens. And we end up having to take a job that may not be the job that we always wanted. And so if you're in a situation where you just don't dislike, you dis, you just dislike your job, um, it's you really need to wrestle through with that of what is that, how does that define me? What does it mean to me to have a job? What's the purpose of me having this job right now? Yeah. You know, because there might be a season where you need to work a job that you just need to do that. It's just a season. I've had those seasons where I've had jobs where um, they weren't exciting to me. They weren't fulfilling. Yeah. But it was necessary. Um, and, and that season, the purpose of that job was to feed my family. And um, so, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to recognize sometimes that that's a season of being in a job you don't like to get to the goal that you have later on. Um, and to really wrestle through that, I think, is important. Because I, I truly believe that um, as we think about work and what we do in our world, that we are all designed with a purpose. And um, that God designed each of us specifically um, to do a specific thing and to and to make an impact in the world. And sometimes we can get stuck um, in a place where we just don't like it and it's hard to see our own purpose. And so if you're list, if our, for our listeners who are listening, I would just ask them to take time to really think about what is my purpose. Mm-hmm. And everybody's purpose is different. I would encourage you also not to compare your purpose with somebody else's because we can get that... Um, place where like, ah, well, theirs looks better than mine. And so it must, they must be better than me. No, no, it's different. Just different. And that's okay. Um, and so making sure we find what that identity is. Um, so, and then just making sure it's also your purpose and your dreams. Cause sometimes we can also, I think it's stuck in other people's expectations for us. Yeah. And you can, some people might not even really be aware or know what all of their gifts are. Mm-hmm. And so their default might just to be, this is what my family's always wanted me to do. Yeah, They want me to fill this role. They want me to be a doctor. They want me to do this. Mm-hmm. They want me to do that. It'll look good on the family or something. Yes. But it's it's something different when you ask yourself, well, this, is this what I'm meant to do? Is mm-hmm. this what I'm actually good at? Right. Is this what I'm passionate about? Is this what cites me, you know, mm-hmm. like all of those questions. Yeah. And sometimes those que- the answers to those questions might change over time too. Yeah, it can. And, mo- and often, often it does, I yeah. think. Because it's, I think that's part of the maturing and the growing that we go through. Yeah. But you make a good point is we have to be careful not to let other people's expectations set the cadence, if you will, of what we're going to be in life. Yeah. Because that's where we can be, really get that dissatisfaction of, Somebody in my life told me I needed to be whatever, like you listed a dot. Like a lot of times you'll hear people, like they have a family line of a certain profession. Yeah. And there's an expectation that every, that whoever's in this family is going to be in that profession. And maybe you're just not, that's not how you're wired. And so really sitting and wrestling with that can be a huge moment of growth. And it can really bring, it can be hard, but it can really help you grow and to become stronger in who you are, to know that identity of yourself. Yeah. So this has been a really good conversation talking about workplace boundaries 
and what they look like and really how to wrestle through those different things. Um, when we, as we're closing our, our um, episode for today, can you think of anything else as we end that you'd want to really encourage our listeners when we think about boundaries in the workplace? Because there's so much to really think about um, of how we can relate with others. And so if there's a takeaway that you'd have for them, what would that be for today? Well, a takeaway that comes to mind is just to be patient with yourself, to just be okay with taking a minute to step aside, separate mm-hmm. yourself, and evaluate what's going on on the inside, what feelings you're having, why you might be reacting. Um, if you're if you're not sure what your gifts are, if you're not sure what you want to do, it's okay mm-hmm. to take a pause and take some time to just evaluate yeah. that. That's really good. I think remembering to be gentle with ourselves is always good and to take time to process. So again, Becca, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a good conversation talking about the workplace and boundaries. Thanks again for joining us today. If you have missed any of our previous podcasts, we encourage you to check them out. And um, we've done several on, on boundaries so far. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about us, go to our website, peacerestore.net. And don't forget to check out our show notes where you'll be able to find the links, additional content, and a few other video links as well. As we wrap our discussion today, make sure to stay tuned as we continue to share with you practical ways where you too can seek healing and find hope. Join us on our next podcast where we will continue to discuss mental health and faith. So come back next time for transformation, growth, and power. This is Peace Restored.